Welcome to the Made for Mondays podcast, where each week we dig a little deeper into Sunday messages from Believer's Church and learn how to apply them to our day-to-day lives. Now, here are your hosts, Executive Director Heather Carl, Creative Pastor Sam Hager, and Senior Pastor Jamie Stewart. Hey everyone, I'm Heather, and welcome to the Made for Mondays podcast. Who are you, fellas? Heather, you're back. I'm back. Welcome back, Heather. Thank you. So glad you're here. No, you're not. <laughs> so, did you listen to? The, not to put you on the spot, but did you listen to the oh, podcast? Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. And yep. did you notice that there was one part of the podcast where we didn't feel like you were needed anymore? Yeah. And I then, like a few minutes that. later, uh huh, we did. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I think everybody has their strengths, <laughs> and we just all need to use them. Yeah. So I mean, I'm glad you're back. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it is good to have you back. <laughs> thank you, thank you, uh, Jamie. I see that you have your Panera coffee cup with you today. Oh, so listen you told to me this. about this, Jamie. So I was talking a couple of weeks ago about my subscription yeah, running yeah. out, uh-huh. and uh, last week, towards the end of the week, I got an email, and they extended it for 30 <laughs> days. <laughs> 30 days only this time. Yeah. Wasn't it three months last time? Um, I think they may have extended 30, and then I discontinued it for a month or two, and oh, then they offered okay. me three months again. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So this is just- We'll see this how this like, goes. Yeah. Playing the dance with Panera. <laughs> <laughs> dance. I love it. Yeah. I love it. You guys, today is a big day on the pod. Yeah, and we are so ready for it, too. Well, you guys uh, might not be, but I'm super <laughs> yeah. ready for it. It's our one-year podcast anniversary. I yes. know. How exciting is that? I like to call it a birthday. Okay. We can call it a birthday. It's our one-year birthday. Yeah. All right. Because birthday feels young. You know, anniversary feels like you're, it's like an old thing. Speaking of birthday, you ate birthday cake popcorn. <laughs> oh, yeah. What? Okay, so... Um, <laughs> That was going to be my weekend happening. Oh, well, let's get to that in a minute. I want to talk about... (laughs) Goodness. Okay, so our podcast, Birthiversary. Yes. Wow. Oh, that's a great word. (laughs) That sounds kind of (laughs) gross. Kind of, yeah. What? Anna birthday? Anna Anna day? Yeah. I like the first one, but I'm not going to try to repeat it. Okay. Anyways, to celebrate, we are giving a lucky winner... A lucky listener, yes. a fantastic prize. Yes. Do you guys want we to know the prizes? Yeah. I, I nice. do want to know, but I also want to ask right at the outset, can Bonnie? No. Oh, staff spouses can't people win this. Can, staff and their people cannot win. That's what I thought. <laughs> Ever. Ever. That's the rule at Believers. Be mad about that. Yeah, Bonnie will be too. <laughs> All right, but anyway, <laughs> all right. This is what non-staffer family members can win. <laughs> wow. Which na- narrows it down to like three people. That's that pr- yeah, that's like win. half our downloads <laughs> easily. Yeah. Okay, so you're going to win um, this really great gift basket because one of the things we love to do on the pod is to tell you about some of our favorite local businesses and restaurants yep yep so the winner is going to receive a gift basket filled with gift cards and merch from some of those places totaling two hundred dollars wow that's amazing do we have do we have commercial endorsements for this thing (laughs) we should we have budget funds for this (laughs) okay okay (laughs) all right good we're gonna start throwing some ads in here but this is how you how you can win. So sometime between today when this gets posted and people start listening, March Mm -hmm. 22nd, Mm -hmm. and Saturday, March 27th, you need to share the Made for Mondays podcast on your social media platform using the hashtag Made for Mondays. That makes sense. Make sure you do that. Yep. That's the only way we can find it. That's the only way we can find it. So, and in your post, tell us and your friends why you love listening to the pod. Mm -hmm. 
And on Saturday, we'll draw a name from all who shared during the week and we'll announce the winner on next Monday's episode. That's and then so we'll exciting. make That's arrangements really to give it to you. That is yeah. so good. So I hope See, everyone participates. I knew we were ready. We did have someone planned. <laughs> we were ready. <laughs> yes, we were. <laughs> she was probably rolling her eyes last week when we were I just, was super rolling my we, eyes. W- around here, just for backstory for those of you listening, when we say we need to do something, what we really mean is Heather, <laughs> Heather needs to do something. Yeah, <laughs> Heather needs that's to do exactly something. what I can I can almost meant that for years. Oh, yeah, yeah. for uh-huh. a decade. I can yeah. almost imagine you listening last week and being like, Nathan, <laughs> I have this whole thing planned out, and they don't listen to a word. I told them this not too uh-huh. long ago. That's what uh-huh. we do. That was yep. my Heather voice. We were on the road and <laughs> yeah. listening, and that's exactly what I said. I was like, oh, my goodness. Those boys. These guys. <laughs> you might have also heard a new intro and everything today on this podcast yes i know i decided to throw it out there because i actually this is like a time warp i haven't done it yet right but But, it's happening but you guys listening now it's already gonna be done how exciting i'm kind of putting a little pressure on myself to to get it done (laughs) it's gonna be (laughs) exciting i like it that's great yep all right so what did you guys now back to weekend stuff birthday popcorn or whatever that's all about so we had a really chill weekend which was awesome chill is the cool way to be like just yeah, not a whole lot going chill on. No, cool. yeah, just relaxed. Jamie. So most of my weekends are pretty chill. Yeah, for the AKA most part, unless there's a funeral really or something. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Um, so you we just packaged the delivery. Yeah, room. I like it. Yeah. I'm going to work on that. The Hager house had been out of snacks for quite a while. We just, we were busy with soccer. We just haven't been to the grocery store. Yeah, they're so. not out of snacks now. I can no. buy short. <laughs> so, <laughs> we went to BJ's, me and Jamie, on Saturday, and we were just doing a bunch of errands, and I mean, she's just loading this cart up <laughs> with just everything you could think of, and we're just pushing through. Nilla wafers. Yep. And I, uh, <laughs> the little gogurt things, uh-huh. like, oh, just everything. The kids yeah. were so excited. They I had bet. all the stuff. And so I'm walking through, and I see this bag, and I'm, I love popcorn. It's mm-hmm. one of my favorite things. Um, I like the butter and the cheese that goes on the popcorn more than the popcorn itself. But yeah. I see this bag of... It's popcorn with birthday cake, like frosting and sprinkles Uh, on the popcorn. So a cavity in a bag. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So I grabbed the bag and I put it in my shopping cart so it's right on top and we're pushing through. And all of a sudden, my boss walks right by. (laughs) And we're wearing the same shirt. Yes. We had the same Imagine shirt on. It was a great day. It was. So then at that point, for whatever reason, we just start going through everything we're buying with Jamie. Because he he had lost Bonnie. He didn't know where Bonnie was. I didn't know where Bonnie was. I went and got gas while she was shopping. Oh, yeah. So we're we're she going through all the cart. She was picking out olives or something. Yeah, that's what yeah. Sam said. Is there a vitamin aisle <laughs> yeah. where you can find her? So we're like we're talking for a while. So then we we split up. He's like, all right, I gotta go find Bonnie. So he goes right. Well, me and Jamie are walking. We find Bonnie. Yep. Jamie hasn't found her yet. But Bonnie walks by and doesn't even like acknowledge, acknowledge me. Yeah. And put, I was like, put your head down and get to work. You know? She's in the zone when bon- she's in that Bonnie. Sort of space. And she's like, oh, oh my goodness. I didn't even, <laughs> oh, my word. Sam, it's your mask. I didn't even, didn't even recognize you. Uh-huh. And we're like, yep, here we are. <laughs> and then Jamie came walking up and we're like, well, see you later. So <laughs> it was a great day. So the bag of popcorn, I uh-huh. saw that and right. I was like, that's gross. He said like, oh, it's it's for Emma. Emma's going <laughs> to love it. I said, okay, that sounds really disgusting. Uh-huh. And so later he sends me a text. With a picture of his face, yeah, it's... all contorted because it was not all that great. Oh, yeah, it wasn't good. Well, it's not that it wasn't good. It was just really confusing. Because mm. <laughs> I'm like, your brain doesn't know Sweet what to and think. Salty? Yeah, and just like, like there's sprinkles. Oh. It feel I don't know. It's <laughs> it's crazy. 
So you don't know if you're like biting into a sprinkle or a corn husk. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah, dangerous. It, the frosting, everything on dangerous it. Dangerous so. situation. Addie, Addie went to try it and she smelled it. She was like, "Oh, I'm not," because it doesn't <laughs> smell good <laughs> at all. That the bag opened, I was like, "It Whoa. can't possibly <laughs> smell worse than what was happening in the copy room today." Oh Whoa. no! What was yeah, going we got on a there? bad situation. Ooh, there was a bad fridge situation. Oh no! Really? In the copy room. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I smelled something last week, but I didn't say anything. <laughs> good. Good choice. Well, there was a. <laughs> there was a lot going on in the copy room last week there was yeah, bagels just, and donuts and it was all like kinds a of things. church so, potluck in there night. yeah what I happened i don't know what everybody just kept on. bringing stuff in yeah it and was, they all smelled pretty strong so yeah. i thought that's you got kyle cool. making smoothies in there you got debbie bringing <laughs> bagels it's unbelievable <laughs> kyle megan's <laughs> got some vegan stuff going on it's oh there's a lot yeah. of smells in there oh, so i think that's what i attributed it to right but then this morning we walked in and it definitely it something quite sour. Oh, it was <clears throat> pretty foul, <throat> terrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, terrible. <laughs> that's, that's Joe Single. <laughs> terrible. Yeah. Terrible. So that's what happened over uh, over my weekend. All right, yeah. Jamie. Can so you talk? Obviously, was, we you were went kind of to together BJ's. on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were uh, for a solid five. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, my weekend was pretty chill. Oh, nice. yeah, good. How am I doing? Good use of the word. <laughs> yeah. You're so, so cool. So the weekend before, you know, we did like, I think it was the weekend before, we did the most amazing meal ever. Yes. Yeah. And we decided to do the opposite of that. So we went, the to, worst. went to B-dubs on Friday. <laughs> okay. No, it wasn't bad. It was okay. really good. Okay. Uh, service was really good. Good. Food was good. I, you know, it's one of my dirty pleasures is yeah. chicken wings. <laughs> I love wings. It's, uh-huh. And Bonnie, once in a while, will indulge me. What, so. uh, what flavor do you get? So I do uh, a mix of medium and hot, just straight up traditional buffalo. Okay. You don't get any, you just get medium and hot? Yep. Um, should we talk about party animal? More like classic <laughs> no, flavor of New York. It. That's the original flavor of chicken oh. wings. Should That's we talk about with. how Sam used to order wings? Uh, it's with us? boneless. The boneless wings. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. It's only when I'm dressed up. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> boneless no. wings, by the way, are chicken nuggets. Yeah, they are. That's what they <laughs> right. are. I like the Parmesan garlic. That's okay. That's really good. All right. Have you ever had um, hot wings over by us? No, I have not. When you get off right at uh, across, Town Town across from the DMV over there, yeah, right I've by heard the a bunch post of people office. have recommended it. Their um lemon, their lemon pepper. Uh huh. It's probably the best, the best in town. Oh uh, really? Hot I wings, if you're listening, <laughs> better than decent people's lemon pepper wings. Uh, they are because decent people's those are really, really good, good too. Really yeah, their good. wings are good. They're they're both very good. Yeah. So I like all the different flavors on wings, but I I am a traditionalist. So I prefer yeah. just. You know, buffalo. That's yeah. Yep. They're called buffalo wild wings. Well, that's fine. <laughs> right. Yeah. And you went on Friday, so March Madness. It, it was yeah. probably pretty it was pr- busy. It was pretty busy right? in there. They had tables shut down, but it, mm-hmm. but it was yeah, it was loud and yep. It was that's kind fun. Of, yeah. It was kind of fun. Yeah. And then uh, Saturday went really crazy and bought a mattress. Ooh. Whoa. Went over to Original Mattress Factory. Okay. Shout out to Rick, yep. who's been there for Forever as long as ever. I've lived in this area. That's um, right. Right by UPS. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so um, when my daughter moved out, she took her mattress with her. The nerve. Well, we told her she could. <laughs> so we have a guest room with a bed with no mattress, oh. and we have company coming. So yeah. we so had to buy a mattress. To get one of those. So yeah, yeah, we bought the mattress for us. We're going to move ours up to oh, the Did nice. you guys ever consider getting one of the, like you can order them offline? The one we have like now is that. Okay. 
and we like it okay, and the service was really good around it. But uh, I like mattresses a little harder than Bonnie does, okay. and it's a little hard for Bonnie, so we decided to gotcha. get something new for us and move that one. I just like when you open it up, and it's like... It's amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's pretty fun. Yeah. Very so, yeah, good. that was that was my weekend. Okay, Nothing. cool. So you had an extraordinary week. Did yeah. you did do anything extra- this weekend? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. Um... So yeah, our week was really fun. We were we were on a vacation. Yep. And we went down to Nashville area to actually see a concert. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did. I know. Sam's jealous. real pissy about this whole yeah. thing. First um, of all, clean your language up. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so but the way that this venue did the concert was so amazing. They did. You had to order pods, so you it was outside, kind of. It was outside, and there were two, four, and six people pods, and so you brought Mm -hmm. your own chairs, and the pods were like sectioned off and marked off. And when we got to the venue, they checked everyone's temperatures, they asked all the right questions, and then you went in to your pod. Once you got to your pod, you could take your mask off and be with your people and enjoy the yeah, show. Very cool. You could order food and drinks and merchandise on an app and they would just deliver it to your pod. How innovative. That's great. Yes. So you didn't stand in line. That's awesome. Nothing like that. Yeah. It was fantastic. Great. Absolutely fantastic. So we did that. We saw we met up with some friends from Minnesota, so uh-huh. that was really fun. And then we went to Nashville and from Nashville we decided to go to Asheville. Yep. And All great, of Hills. great town. Yeah, I love that. It Asheville. was great. So yep. we got a little. We didn't plan any of this ahead of time. We were just kind of doing it on the fly. So we didn't get to go into the Biltmore, but we were on the Biltmore grounds. Grounds. Yeah. and saw it from it's the pretty outside. Pretty spectacular. It was isn't it? Beautiful. Yeah. It's so amazing. Yeah. Um, what band did you go see? Uh, we went and saw this band called Need to Breathe. Do you know it? Hmm. Oh, same. Isn't that Never one of your of favorites? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> great. They're, yeah, they were pretty good. Yeah, they're, they're really good. great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, let's maybe next time let's you move can along. I can keep doing this forever. <laughs> I know you can. So from Asheville, we went to Charleston. Uh-huh. We stayed in Charleston for a couple of days and did a fun carriage ride and all the nice fun Charlestony sort of things. Yep. And then we made our way back home. So this weekend for us was just kind of recover. Yeah. Yeah. Doing laundry and that sounds like a lot of fun. Back into the yes. swing of things. It was great. It was really. I've great. never been to Nashville. I need to go there. Nashville's a really cool oh, town. It is so fun. Yeah, I think You've been to Nashville? I've been there. I think I've been there twice. Once you don't even on, like country music. Once on a motorcycle trip. I'm trying to remember if I... I feel like I went there a second time. But the... I don't love country music, but I love Johnny yeah. Cash, and the Johnny yeah, Cash the, Museum is there. Yeah. Yeah, did you go awesome. to it? Yeah, we did. It's very cool. Yeah. yeah, I've been before. I think I've actually been two other times. Yeah, it's really But neat. Nate had never been, and he's a big Johnny Cash fan. So, yeah, yeah it was fun. Does Sarah still try to get you to listen to country music? Anytime she's around, country music is playing. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about yesterday. So yesterday's message was titled, Don't Stop. In the intro, you mentioned that while the entire series has been about faith, you haven't actually, up until that point, addressed the topic of faith directly. So you walked us through looking at faith or belief from a broader perspective than from the biblical definition, which is really the evidence of things unseen. Right. So to set the stage, you kind of talk through three observations of faith. And the first is that um, the ability to believe is the most powerful force at humankind's disposal. 
And that leads me to my first question for y'all, and also one of our Talk About It questions. What is one of the craziest advances in technology you've experienced? So outside of the discovering of electricity. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, that didn't really happen in your You were world. around uh, when that right. happened? Oh, that was not mine. Right. Yeah. We but know the, you're older than us. But, but the yeah. internet. Uh-huh. That was innovated in my lifetime. Yeah. And I, you know. By like, Al Gore, thank you very much. Yeah. And I remember, like, all the different, <laughs> like, when it first came uh-huh. out, you know, like, it was just kind of going to a page. Yeah. That was kind of all. And I was like, I don't even understand why this is such a big deal. <laughs> yeah. To what it is today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, what a crazy innovation. It's crazy. changed everything. everything. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember the first time that people started, like, buying stuff online? Yeah. And well, it was like. Uh, what do you do? Like, that yeah, seems real sketchy. I remember buying books from Amazon when yeah. Amazon uh-huh. was only an online bookseller. Right. was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yep, that's how they started. Yeah. And it was pretty amazing back then. Right. But well, it, you didn't have, I'm not trying to make fun of your age, but <laughs> you didn't have, like, did you have computer class, like, in school? No, in we, your, I learned school, how to type school? on a typewriter. Okay. Yep. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, so uh, personal computers, I guess, would be another innovation. Um, I can't, I'm trying to remember what it was called, but there was an early, early iteration of personal computers that uh, kids could kind of afford. And so I had a lot of friends who kind of bought those. Wasn't there like an Apple IIe or something? It was like an IBM thing or something, right? I'm trying to remember what it was. One of our listeners. If I heard it, I I would remember. But yeah, I I don't really recall. But yeah, then. Um, yeah, you know, personal computers weren't really a thing. I remember, uh, when I went to college, they had, um, at, uh, service merchandise. You remember that story? Uh, yes, yeah. Uh-huh. So at service merchandise, <laughs> I looked at a, and I've, I don't know if I bought one. I don't think I did, but it, it was a word processor. And basically it was a fancy typewriter right. where you could type your thing out and it would go on the screen mm-hmm. and you could make edits and changes right. before and then you hit like enter and it would and type then it, it would out. type uh-huh. it all out I yeah think our mom had and i thought that is amazing, amazing. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i was yep. thinking um two advances in technology well i mean obviously you have like all the medical field stuff which is just incredible True. but for me personally that i've experienced the most it had to be one is your cell phone like right. i was just thinking i know it's based oh, it's, yeah. but like we take it for granted you literally could do it's a computer now. Yeah. Like you Again, can do all yeah, of your it's work. It's changed everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember in high school, the first text messages were when you had to hit like seven. Mm-hmm. You had to hit the number seven three times to get to the S. Yep. Oh, right? yeah. And that's yeah, how you the do flip those, phones. Yeah, yeah. Those, short, those short texts. So that was that's that's a huge deal. And then the other thing for me would be um, video games and the fact that like I can remember when you would just play video games at home by yourself. Like um, you would just... I remember when you had to go to the arcade. <laughs> yeah. <I remember>. <laughs> <laughs> and then I can remember the first time I ever put a headset on and I talked to somebody mm. that I was playing with from right. their house in my house. And it, I mean, that's just yeah, still yeah. crazy it to is. me. It is. So yep, yeah. those are my two things. That those are super good. I think one that's really interesting to me is the electric car situation or the hybrid cars it is very interesting that wasn't something that was around when i was a kid for sure and yeah yeah i think just in the next five ten years the electric car is gonna gonna be the autonomous sort of driver situation i mean several manufacturers have already announced that they're going to be all electric and not that far away Uh like less than 10 years you brought up elon musk yesterday but he 
he even kind of let on he thinks Apple's making a a car like a, oh electric really car. Yeah, yeah they've been they've been working on driverless technology yes. for a very long time and there has been speculation mm. for and quite some time that they have interesting one. yeah yep. I wonder if it'll look like an Apple. Very in, probably. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, like a smart car, but an <laughs> yeah. Apple shape. Yeah, yeah. That would make it. It'd statement. be like the Oscar Mayer Wiener. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, the Wiener Mobile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Around. That thing's great. Uh, Super great. Uh, all right. Well, I love that you brought up the verse in Matthew where he records Jesus saying, "If you have faith, even the side of a size of a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it would move.'" nothing would be impossible. This first, I think, has a history of being misused, much yes. like the all things work together for good verse. For sure. Yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those things that is almost cringy when you hear it because it you're like, for real? People, <laughs> people are so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you sort of addressed it um, like... We're supposed to, are we really supposed to take that literally? Like you kind of said that from stage. Yeah. Um, and then you kind of moved on to some some mountains that have been moved. Like you yeah. just pointed out, like, like we've all a, experienced like mountains. Like this right. is absurd. Right. And, that, and that's, you know, that's one of the things, you know, when people go to the Bible and they read it, like everything is not literal. Right. Jeepers. Get it together, people. Yeah. Like any other text <laughs> that we read, we don't always take all of it literally. So no. why is it that we think like, yeah, we're going to go With out to the one. Blue Ridge and yeah. be like, hey, hey I have faith. It is moving like an inch <laughs> every year or something. I mean, they're growing. I don't know. <laughs> right. Do mountains grow? I'm yeah, not sure. They do. <laughs> <laughs> so... Anyway, I want to know, like, what kinds of mountains you kind of gave us yeah. some broad, yep. um, you know, ones that we've experienced as a culture. But yep. what are some mountains that you guys have seen moved because of belief? Yeah, so I was thinking about this. Um, I mean, some I have other like just on a global scale kind yeah, of yeah. things that have happened. Uh, but I remember when the Berlin Wall came mm, down. Yeah. And not long after that, the entire um soviet union crumbled yeah. you know the crumbled. whole iron mm -hmm. curtain just one country after another like dominoes falling that was amazing amazing and it was based on belief mm -hmm. you know um but I, like personally i've seen people i got an email last week from joe sangle mm. he occasionally sends me an email when someone from our church family emails him and says um, hey, we're, you know, on yeah. our last step of getting out of debt and thanking him and whatever, um, which is great. Thanks for s telling Joe, uh -huh. but you should tell us, too. Yeah. We want to celebrate <laughs> yeah, with we you. Yeah, we want to celebrate. So Joe Ford, you know, he, he uh -huh. I don't know if he forwarded the email, but he he did he did tell me, you know, someone yeah. contacted me from your church and said that they're, you know, on the on the verge, on uh -huh. the cusp of being out of debt. That is a mountain. You know, some people yes. were so buried under a mountain uh -huh. of debt with no real possibility of yeah. being able to climb out of it. Yep. And uh, through applying solid biblical principles to their finances, lo and behold, the mountain yes. moved. You yep. know? Yeah, so that's, that's pretty a awesome. Great one. Um, and, uh, you know, I've seen people climb out of addiction. And, uh -huh. you know, that's another one of those mountains that just seems impossible. And yet, you know... I think one I've of seen them happen. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, I think one of my favorite stories around here when you think about mountains being moved, um, 
is like you look at that the cross that we have out mm-hmm. with like the names and you still yeah. i mean still today you'll hear people walk by or someone tell me like hey, hey my name was up there or the person yeah. that mm-hmm. that i wrote down or, or things like that and i just i know that was kind of our design but i love that we do baptisms like right underneath that thing mm-hmm. and um i just think like how that like signifies like what we're doing i just i yeah I take it for granted too. Yeah. I, mean, I think there's a lot of things in ministry as we, I mean, we come to this place every single day yeah. that sometimes I think we, we, we kind of forget about how many mountains have been like marriages, like friends, marriages all the way yeah. through people that have come through these doors that you've seen just like, oh, it's just incredible. Yeah. So those are some really incredible things. Yeah. Um, but when a mountain isn't moved, it can be a complete belief wrecker. Sure. So there's like political parties, social inju- or social justice, personal dreams and ambitions. So how do we cope with a mountain not being moved? Yeah, that can be it can definitely be a faith shaker. And I think it's why a lot of people grow discouraged in their faith and walk away right. because they, you know, they've been told if you believe something enough. Yep. It's got to happen. Right. And when it doesn't, um, they're just so disillusioned. And, you know, when, when someone goes through that, um, so the note that I kind of jotted down for myself around this was just to say, you know, one thing is to make sure, like if you're in a situation where that's what's happening, one thing to make sure is <clears throat> that you're not just believing in the power of belief. Right. You know what I mean? So like the faith movement has turned faith into this weapon and they talk about it like you can do anything you want with it. Mm-hmm. You know, you just, you know, claim it and, you know, speak it and, you know, you move it in that direction. You have authority to make, you know, your day good. And, you know, we'll tell mm-hmm. that to Paul who died in prison. Right. You know, so there's there's just some very popular unbiblical teaching around right. this idea and um so if you know if your belief or your faith is all wrapped up in having everything going your way and you getting the results that you want you are going to go through a season where your faith is completely shaken because that is not the purpose of faith and so um yeah, I just I, that's the first thing, you know, like if you're going through a, a difficult stretch and something, you know, a mountain hasn't moved that you're praying about and whatever, um, then I would say, you know, like for one, God is God remains faithful even when our circumstances are not awesome. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, go back to go back to scripture and those those ideas of the faithfulness of God, the peace of God. Uh, we wouldn't need peace. He wouldn't promise peace if we weren't going to be in situations that were not peaceful. Right. So like you start thinking through a little with a little more yeah. logic about what the Bible actually teaches and you start to see, yeah, it's not about everything going my way. It's about God sustaining me when life is hard. Mm. And uh, so that's the first thing. I think you just need to do a reset and, and make sure that you're you're looking at the right things. Yeah, and don't you think even in that it's with what you're saying and that that translates to these other mountains that you talked about, like the um, even like Elon Musk and getting to 
you know, travel into space and all that stuff. Yeah. He's not just like going off and doing that the first time and it's successful because he believed it. Right. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, there's been some pretty spectacular uh, rocket explosions. Right. Yeah. There's As like they've lots innovated of all of this stuff. failure or the whole Soviet Union situation. Like yeah. that didn't happen. I mean, it did in a sense overnight, but there was like oh, years and yeah. years and years of this. Right. Like that. Yeah, so that's the other side yeah. of that is is you know perseverance is an admirable quality, and mm-hmm. if you really believe in something and it's not happening, then you know then yeah, get yourself back up and go at it again. And I, I'm glad you used the Elon Musk example because I that's one of the ones that I kind of jotted yeah. down. It was like it was just a week or two ago that one of the rockets yes. blew up when it landed. You uh-huh. know, yeah. They were like, oh, this is so successful. It's going. uh, Just kidding. Yeah, but. (laughs) But but, it was successful in that part. But it was successful in that part. Mm -hmm. And they learned, you know, I've since heard, you know, some of the things that they learned from that failure. And that's the thing, like, learn from your failures, Mm -hmm. you know. It's a test. It's a (laughs) test. Right. So, um, yeah, I just think, you know, far too many of us, we, we get shaken yeah. Far too easily. Right. And yeah, we you just need to kind of hang in so, there. So so is it a good idea like if we're if we're praying for a miracle, if you're praying to see a mountain moved, I think you should also be praying like but also God like within your like for your will, like to for you to be okay with whatever his will might be in that. Yeah. Cuz that's and that's tough to pray because that's not what we want. Like we want to see all of our mount- <laughs> we yeah. want to see all of these miracles happen and stuff and and trying to answer why God yeah. does some things and doesn't do other things mm-hmm. is is really difficult but i think we can prepare our minds yeah as we're praying through that that it's his will like it's yeah. that's that's tough to do it is tough to do bonnie and i just finished reading the new craig Groeschel mm-hmm. book winning the war in your mind and uh, such a good book really really loved it highly recommend it to our listeners mm-hmm. um, but one of the things that he talked about was was this idea of kind of reframing circumstances and whatever uh-huh. you know and so like he, he used the example of paul who always wanted to go to rome to preach the gospel to the you know the leaders of rome because if he could do that you know it could change everything like it was the mm-hmm. seat of influence you know it, it could make christianity spread to the you know ends of the earth and he ends up in rome preaching the gospel handcuffed to prison guards <laughs> right. right you know he never he never really does get that yeah. opportunity that he'd been praying for and and working towards for so long and yet he wrote um to the philippians the the church at philippi and that's the the book of joy in mm-hmm. the bible and he's talking about you know like you know i'm here i am you know i'm and i'm grateful for this opportunity to have to you know everyone in the prison guard knows that i am here because of (laughs) christ you know and he didn't give up he just like okay well this is this is where i got this is where i am so i'm going to be faithful in that and i think that's another great example just be faithful with where you are yeah at the moment And, and it may not happen you know if it's a mountain it may not move it may take decades it may not happen right. in your lifetime you may be you know laying down the framework You're for something that's going to happen yeah. Right. later yeah right yep yeah so good so one of the big things that shapes our beliefs is evidence and you brought up politics and got a great reaction from your little dig <laughs> yeah. on all parties <laughs> that was fun <laughs> that was so fun 
Um, but it's true. We are masters at finding information that aligns with and supports our beliefs and not so great at listening to other perspectives. Yeah. In fact, we work actively to screen out right. other perspectives. Yeah. Yep. Yes. So I think this observation is tied so tightly to the third observation, which is that belief is easy to maintain with a, within a community of shared belief. Right. So how have you seen these observations affect the church as a whole, not just believers necessarily? And what can we do to bring unity even in those differences? Yeah. So one of the things um, I, I, I hope I'm I hope I'm going to answer the heart of your question. OK, I'll tell you. So, you yeah, I know you will. <laughs> um, you know, so this idea of. I'm only letting information in that reinforces what I do believe and I'm weeding out all the information that disagrees with what I do believe. And in the church world, you know, there's all kinds of factions and and fractures of, you know, denominations. And uh, even within churches, there's, you know, pockets of people who all believe certain things and, you know, they're going to keep repeating to themselves the things that they believe Mm -hmm. and keep everyone spun up and whatever. So um, as I was thinking about this, I thought, you know, one of the one of the ways to do this is to really determine what are the essentials, uh, the essentials of faith, the essentials of the gospel. So I think it's easier to maintain unity if we feel safe that I'm not compromising on like this thing that I might mm-hmm. not agree with is not necessarily a compromise on the gospel. Right. Because I think some people feel threatened when a change comes and they feel like, uh, you know, if I change my, my position on that, then I am compromising in some kind of way. And that feels terrible. It feels like you're, you're not being faithful. And so, you know, determining like, what are the essentials? And then if other people have other opinions around those things that are outside of essentials, you can chalk it up to not really that big a deal. So um, the pastor who preceded me, Scott, uh, he did a series one time uh, and I don't remember, I don't remember what they were, but so back in the day he taught series, but they weren't, churches didn't do like we do today, like, you know, series all, you know, planned out from beginning to the end and all the stuff. So he said, you know, I'm going to do this series. And I remember the title of the series. It was, Hills I'm willing to die on. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't know how many you know weeks this series is going to be. And he gets into it, ends up being two weeks. <laughs> he, <laughs> he only had two things that he was willing right. to die on. And he, he realized like there's so much that it's not worth dying that's not on. worth yeah. dying on. Yes. So like, what are those essentials? Well, Jesus is who he claimed to be. That's one of the essentials. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, faith plus nothing. I would say that's that's one of the essentials. Um what does that mean? How a person gets to heaven, it's trusting in what Jesus has done for us plus nothing. It's faith, not works. Okay. You know, that mm-hmm. go back to our message on amazing. Yep. And that's what that whole message was about. Um, but I think, you know, if we could wrap our heads around this idea that really when it comes right down to it, I mean, Jesus said, love God love others Mm -hmm. love others the same way that I have loved you like if we could just get down to like okay that's the essential 
everything else is a non-essential and it doesn't mean you're compromising if you change your position or if someone or someone is your enemy if they have a different position it just means they they have thought through this thing from a different perspective than you have right. and have arrived at a different conclusion and that doesn't make them terrible wrong evil whatever it just means they're in a different place than you yeah mm -hmm. what a powerful if you could apply that to your life <laughs> yes. in everything yeah. like what you're what you're going to die on yeah like how many relationships would you save and not for sure destroy yeah if you just live by that so you know like growing up in or not growing up in church but when i came to church um you know there were a lot of there was a long list of things that were considered the essentials mm -hmm. that i'm not sure they you know I'm, I'm pretty sure they're not right you know like seven literal days of creation well, I mean, that was drilled into me. If you didn't believe that, you didn't believe that, you know, in the virgin birth of Jesus, you know, right. like it was a big deal. Global flood, big deal. I'm not saying they're not important. I'm not saying that, you know, there aren't, you know, things in scripture that kind of point to whatever, but they're not the essentials. Mm -hmm. Right. And we've, we've elevated them so high that what we've done is we've kind of raised the bar for someone to come to faith in Jesus over things that are not essential. Mm. And so like, you know, someone who maybe has a, a scientific way of thinking mm -hmm. and they're gonna be like, man, if I gotta believe in the seven literal days of creation to come to faith in Jesus, I can't get there. Right. Well, that's a false hurdle for them to overcome. Yeah. So why do why are we doing that kind of thing? Right. And there's a host of those kinds of issues. Mm -hmm. Preach yeah. on that. <laughs> so. Well, after an overview of those observations, you started to home in on some religious belief. And you said that religious belief is not a power. And you went yeah. so far as to say whatever religious system you choose to embrace and believe, you believe it deeply enough and it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. It just does. Mm. So did you feel the tension in the room when you said that? Yes, the that whole like there was like a three minute yeah. piece yeah. through uh -huh. there that I was I wasn't sure if I just lost everyone or if everyone was getting ready to get up and leave. Yeah. I got like I got it two was, text messages. It was I got two text messages and a handful of conversations afterwards where they were like, I don't we thought we were like part of a cult now. I don't know. Like I had someone said that in the B group. He's like, I didn't know where Jane was going with this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I texted somebody back because someone texted me right when you said that. And I was like, just let him lay in the plane. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I think just that goes into my so next good. question really. And that is just that conversations around religious belief can yeah. be so unnerving for people, particularly those who align themselves as a religious person. Yep. So why is that? And how can we navigate these conversations without feeling defensive and without being threatened? Yeah. I think it, you know, part of it goes back to this. It's a follow up to the last question, sure. because I think part of it is, again, uh, people feel threatened because it sounds like what I'm saying is what you believe isn't true. Uh huh. But that's not really what I was saying. You know, I, I so I watched the, the docudrama or the drama series that was based on the the waco texas okay thing. yeah what was that guy's yes. name david um Koresh? was it Koresh? Koresh. yeah mm -hmm. oh man that was that was mind-blowing uh -huh. that thing but that i mean talk about a perfect illustration of what i was talking about yesterday um you know they 
were very strict on controlling what information their community got. They kept out anything that didn't agree with what they mm-hmm. said. They, the community constantly was coming alongside of people and bolstering people up. No, 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 we're right. You know, the world's coming to an end. This is the way it's supposed to go down. You know, all the right. stuff. And you're just like, how did someone stay there and believe all of that? Those three observations about belief right. are exactly how that happened. Right. So, um, you know, I just think that, um, you know, those things, but those same things can happen within churches to a lesser degree, but they can happen. So, like, we have to be honest about what's going on. We have to be honest, um, being honest and investigating, like, why do we believe certain things? And are there things that, like, have we been biased in all of our information that has mm-hmm. shaped our politics and mm-hmm. our worldview and other things like are we being are we shutting out information that that could persuade us or are we even unwilling to look at mm-hmm. it and i think you know being honest about it gives us as people of faith more credibility not less yeah and so you know i think it's i think of all the people who ought to be having honest conversations about that message yesterday it's people of faith Uh because it will bolster our credibility right because it shows that we're not just we don't just have our head in the sand Mm -hmm. and you know we're in our own little echo chamber but we're engaging thoughts and ideas um that maybe we don't agree with but we can engage them as as people of faith and i think for 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 far too many in the in the faith world we are seen as as not that. Yeah, that's so good. So to wrap up the message, you walked us through several several believed that scenarios. Yeah. Um, things that people with Jesus believed while he was alive, how that changed once he was dead, and then changed again after his resurrection. So we'll be taking an even closer look at some of those stories on Easter Sunday. But for now, I want to talk a little bit about how we maneuver through change in our own beliefs. So what are some beliefs that have changed throughout your faith journey? Um, Yeah, so there's been there's been a bunch um, that have kind of changed and I don't want to, you know, get everybody mad, but I'll (laughs) I'll lay out some of them Uh, early on. Um, not early on in my faith journey, really, but early on in my, in my, it happened right around the time I got ordained for ministry. So Uh as I was preparing for full-time ministry, I had a, a real change of opinion around the whole tribulation period. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, for those who love end time event stuff, um, you know, the idea is that. Uh, there's going to be a rapture. The church is going to be removed from the period of tribulation right before Christ comes back. And um, and that's that was the tradition that I was taught that was drilled into me. It was another one of those that, like, if you don't believe that, you're probably not a faithful Christian. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how deeply it was pushed into me. Um, and then it got challenged. And the more I read, the more I dug, the more I tried to understand what scripture said, the more convinced I became that that was not the correct position. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm not dogmatic on it because I, I, I know, I know the position well, 
And I, and I know some very brilliant Bible scholars who are on that side. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not where I am. Um, so I don't make a big I deal. I like the way you, you, you often say this. You're like, you know, I'm kind of a post guy, but I hope, I'm hoping. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you're wrong. I lean towards post-trib. That's how I often yeah. describe my position yeah. on that. But hopefully we're wrong and we're pretty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be okay, but I don't think, I don't think I am. Uh, another one that's like currently being really challenged is, and this, this could open up a can of worms, but here we go. Okay. Uh, my views on eternal conscious conscience oh, torment wow. oh, okay. and hell have recently been very challenged. And I am not, I have not changed my position uh-huh. on it, but, I am for the first time understanding how people arrive at other positions mm. and and they have some good yeah reasoning for for that. So it's just kind of interesting to mm-hmm. me. And, uh, you know, again, it's not going to change how I live. It's not going to e- either will the tribulation thing. Um, I, I haven't really landed anywhere on yeah. that. And I'm OK with being in flux. Like, I think right. if you're if we're growing in our faith, we're growing in our understanding yeah. of things. I think that's kind of important. Um, my views on women in leadership in the local church have morphed and changed through the years and they continue to adjust really, mm-hmm. um, you know, not based on anything other than a study of scripture and right. reflection. And I, I will be talking more about that in the coming weeks and months. Um, but it, yeah, it's definitely shifted. And again, like it was deeply ingrained into yeah. me, the position that I had, um, but as I read more, reflect more, uh, look at the totality of scripture mm-hmm. around it, not just two or three different passages, mm-hmm. but look at all of the passages, it's really hard to defend the position that was, that I was schooled in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So those are, those are just a handful of, <laughs> of yeah. the things. There's no, probably think, more than that. I think that's great. I think that just kind of. I think those three even just help everyone else. I mean, I know I've I have changed in my view of those things too as I've grown in my faith journey. Yeah. Sam, I don't know if you have any that you Yeah, I was just think thinking. Of. I don't know if it was necessarily a view. It was just kind of a thought like thinking for me and we went to the Andy Stanley thing. It was irresistible, but the whole Old Testament, New Testament, oh, like yeah. the oh, old yeah. covenant, the new te- the new covenant like yep. You know, the Old Testament wasn't for us. And you've said that a lot mm-hmm. of times. I yep. think for me, like my view, <clears throat> that, no, that was, was a, that was a shift. Too. Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah, that's sure. a whole different process of thinking now in any conversation you have. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's that was one of the ones that no, I thought definitely. Of. Yeah. My for me, too. I mean, I grew up Lutheran, so I just the baptism piece, oh, yeah. too, for oh, me yeah. was like a huge thing that yep. shifted in my faith journey. So, again, not like not changing my view of who Jesus is, but just that. Yeah. But that was still such a huge change. So my question to like kind of follow up with that is how do we discern a change in belief? Isn't just a personal preference, but is a refined view of the way of Jesus. So that's a great question. And part of my answer is a cop out because part of my answer is I'm not sure we can know that for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I have changed my position on a lot of things. I um, I don't know that that's a cop out. I think that's just yeah, a reality. I, mean, it, I think right? it is. I think it's hard to know. But yeah. I but I also think, you know, like for for 
certainly the things that I just mentioned, um, you know, if it was just personal preference, uh, status quo is way easier mm-hmm. than change. Yep. Mm-hmm. So if it was just for for personal preference, I wouldn't change a thing about anything mm-hmm. because that's easy. Yeah. And, um, you know, changing direction, um, changing a position um, that invites, you know, criticism, scrutiny. I've gotten plenty. Yep. And um, and so, yeah, if I wanted it to if I just wanted it, if it was all about me, I wouldn't change a thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have a commitment. I mean, personally and as the the pastor leader of this church, I have a commitment to go where scripture leads, mm-hmm. whether I like it or not. Mm-hmm. So I have to read and learn and study and um, and then go where scripture leads. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I've I've I'm actually I personally am super excited about the journey that I've been on over the last handful of years because uh, I really feel like, and I and I know this is true for many of us on staff. We've we've um, you know dug in to really try to understand you know the the culture around the New Testament and mm-hmm. the implications that that has on our understanding or on what was written, and um, you know just trying to to really dig in and understand not just what we've always been told, but what is the Bible actually saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a, it's been at times a difficult, mm-hmm. you know, journey, but it's been kind of exciting to, to see some things with, with freshness in, in a way that, um, yeah, that I, that I kind of feel that, um, you know, God's, teaching and showing mm-hmm. and revealing and and we're willing to say okay well if that's what the bible says then yeah that's where we're going to yeah. stand i think you you hit that right on the head because you, you've been willing to wrestle with it and yeah. like the elders have wrestled with a lot of things you've been wrestling with a yeah. lot of things and the fact that you're doing that and you're not staying status quo mm-hmm. i think that speaks to we might not ever know all of the yeah. answers to that until we're <laughs> with yeah. jesus but yeah i think if you're willing to wrestle with God and wrestle with the scriptures and, and have those conversations. That's gotta be, that's gotta be the right path. Well, <laughs> that is, yeah, yeah, that's the right path. And I would encourage anyone, you right. know, like when was the last time you've challenged any of mm-hmm. the things that positions right. that you hold, like it's important to, to not just, you know, weed out all the information yeah. that doesn't agree with you. And so I've, you know, I've started listening to, to teachers of the Bible that I don't necessarily agree with, but I'm starting to appreciate some of their perspective. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just think it's it's a healthy part of our journey. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think it's really important to um, recognize the presence of the Holy Spirit in that for the believer. Um, because there is this, if you have accepted Jesus into your life to be the Lord of your life, you also have the gift and the presence of the Holy Spirit. Right. And in that you are afforded discernment and wisdom. And so when you are listening to and hearing from other perspectives and, um, you know, reading scripture, like include him in that process because that's where, like through him, that's a unique quality of yeah. the Christian life. Yep. And that is that the Holy Spirit will help you to be able to 
understand and discern from different voices. Yeah, really good. So, yeah, and and again, just to go back a little bit to say, um, you know, arriving at at those things like all of those things that I just kind of mentioned, my evolution on. Um, and I know I shouldn't use the word evolution talking about things of Do faith because that's use the, the word. That, I love it. That that's going to make some people upset. <laughs> um, but I mean it in the truest sense of that word. <laughs> but um, none of them fall under the category of essentials, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like you know, like I I, I haven't budged mm-hmm. a bit on the essentials, right? And so, like again, like if you don't agree with me, that's okay. I wrote a ar- outlet article a few weeks ago about that. You know, uh-huh. you don't have to agree me- with me on everything. And if right. you did, how weird would that be? That would be so weird. <laughs> so then we would be cult. Yes, then we would be cultish. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, hold those things. Kind of loosely, you know, yeah. hold on to the the essentials tightly, and and be willing to to think differently about some of those other things. Yeah. All right, I have a couple of listener questions before we wrap up today, um, and the first one is this: Jamie, you have said that atheism is quoting in the JS way lazy intellectualism. That is a fact. I have said that a lot. <laughs> Do you think that followers of Jesus can be seen the same way by not challenging and digging into their faith? Yeah, I think we've just kind of hit on that. Yeah, yeah no, there's sure there's definitely a, a comparison, though, you know, and I do I do believe that I believe atheism is just being lazy intellectually, because if if you arrived at that conclusion, you have not you have not very seriously studied some things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um yeah, I, I just think, you know, a lot of people have written off Christianity because it's the cool thing to do, not because or because they read someone who has and therefore they have mm. without actually studying for them, studying for themselves mm-hmm. and trying to figure out, you know, well, if that's, you know, if that's true, then why did the Jesus movement not end? I mean, that's what we talked about mm-hmm. uh, yesterday. So, yeah, I, I think but I think there are plenty of intellectually lazy Christians, too, mm-hmm. who, uh, you know, just repeat what they've read or what they heard a pastor say or, um, you know, and I, I've told this story before, but I was in a college class once and it was a um, it was a theology class. So like one of the core classes and I did not grow up going to church and I asked a question in the class and he said to me. That's a dumb question. That was settled 50 years ago. Mm. I was like, okay, well, this guy just wants, he wants me to repeat to him the things he's telling me. Right. He doesn't, he doesn't want me to learn. So I'm just going to spit back answers. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that's one of those things. Like he was not open to what he perceived a question as a right. challenge. So yeah, Christians definitely can be intellectually lazy and arrive at uh, conclusions and hold to them like they worked really hard to arrive at right. that conclusion when they really didn't. And there's no other like supporting. Right. <laughs> they can't articulate and it. How sad that. is it that he answered you that way? Because it's like that yep. doesn't prepare you at all for nope. even if what he's saying is true. Yep. How did that prepare you to engage in that conversation later down the ever. road when you're yeah. when you're leading? No, it didn't. We need to find that guy. Uh, I think he's. <laughs> I think he's since gone to be with the Lord. <laughs> Rip. He was. He was almost there when I was okay. in his classroom. All right, and the <laughs> next one was, um, and this was out of a conversation, so not as um, maybe articulated as 
precisely, but basically um, this person has, you know, had these moments in their faith journey where they've felt like their faith is really challenged and they're trying to really understand what they believe and why they believe it. And so in response to your message yesterday, when you were going through all those believed that scenarios um, of Jesus's followers in the Easter weekend, um, just she she was kind of curious as to what what do you think those disciples were experiencing and feeling after Friday before Sunday? Yeah, I mean, so many of those statements captured really what they were thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, they were terrified, first of all. Um, I think they I can't even imagine the level of grief that they experienced yeah, because they had, they had had their hopes mm-hmm. set on Jesus coming and establishing his kingdom in that moment. And so for, for Jesus to die, what meant not just the death of a friend, which it was that, but the death of their life's work, their dreams around their future uh, national identity, mm-hmm. which was wrapped up in that. So just so much grief and loss, yeah. I'm sure, was a big part of it. I was thinking they they just had to be embarrassed too, like oh, they, yeah. like just kind of feel like a fool. Yeah, you know, for they've sure. been walking with this guy and just like repping him. Yeah, <laughs> for, for three years and just telling all these people how you know everything he's gonna do, and then all of a sudden, yeah, you're just like oh, I'm an idiot. Yeah, and then they're like, I Man, got duped. All those Pharisees yes. were right. Yeah, yep. and then we were wrong. Uh, it gives uh-huh. me goosebumps because I can. You know, when you feel foolish, like yeah. you said yes. something, you feel foolish yeah. and just magnify that. Ugh, that had yeah. to be such a terrible feeling. Yeah, I think we're going to, um, to that question, we're going to get into some more of that during our Easter service, yes. the mm-hmm. terrible case for Easter. Yep. Um, so that's just, it's less than two weeks away. And Easter looked a lot different in 2020, and it will look different once again this year we're going to be having a night of worship on april 2nd that's going to be at seven o'clock so that's good friday and we hope you all will enjoy join us for that and then easter in harborview april 4th the terrible case for easter um is what our message is called that day and you guys you are not going to want to miss this. yeah it's going to be really good and i i got a question from someone in my b group about easter weekend and it just made me think yeah, we need to make sure that, you know, we've been closed for, you know, yeah. we closed for last Easter. There's people who are here who have never been here for uh-huh. Easter before. And so they were saying, you know, like, do we do, um, is it a family-friendly service like we do for Christmas? Right. And they were asking those kinds of questions. Uh-huh. So, yeah, we have uh, Believer's Kids yep. is open. It's just like a regular Sunday as far as, uh, you know, the how the service goes. We're not doing a big musical or nope. any of those kinds of things. So, Katana. yeah. Yeah, we're not doing that. So... Um, yeah, it's it's to know what to expect to invite people to. They're going to come in and experience a great believer service. Yeah, that's right. So uh, that's all we've got time for today. If you have topics you'd like us to discuss or questions about faith, the Bible, culture, anything really, you can email us at madeformondays@believerschurch.org. If you are enjoying the podcast, please share on your social media feeds and leave us a positive rating and review. And don't forget that if you do that this week, you will be in a drawing for our birth anniversary giveaway. Yes. But until then, we are looking forward to seeing you this Sunday as we gather to worship together and wrap up the Starting Point series talking about, what are we talking about this week? 
Uh, this week is the it's the culmination of the starting point series, but it's basically um, it is about Jesus saying that I will build my church in the gates of hell will not prevail. Oh, it's gonna be so good. Yeah, I'm excited. We'll also um, services are at nine and ten forty five on campus and online. Whatever you do, don't do church alone. Invite someone to join you. Thanks for being here, friends. Let's do all we can to be loved this week.